If you've ever read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, then you've heard of circles of concern and circles of influence. So circles of concern are those things that we can't do anything about. So we find ourselves in the middle of that circle, right? And there's things that happen in our lives that we have no control over whatsoever. So for instance, you have no control over the hurricane that's in the Gulf that's going to, uh, you know, to hit, right? You have no control over the blizzard. You have no control over an earthquake or a volcano or nuclear war or EMP or any of those kinds of things, right? Um, you could even go, you know, not even take it into preparedness. We can, we can even take it into uh, the real world. You have no control over the way your boss is going to respond. Uh, you have no control over if your company is going to fire you or not, right? If they're going to let you go. You have no control over those types of things. The problem is, is that a lot of people focus on those and they let the circle of concern drive them and they try to respond to that. Or it gets them into a place where they freeze and they can't move. They can't take action in their lives. The other circle is the circle of influence. And that is what you have influence over. So at let's just take it back to the real world. Let's say at work, you can't, res you, you can't affect the way that your boss is going to react to you or respond to you, right? Um, you might have a jerk of a boss, but you can control your response to that. You can control how that makes you feel. You can control what you're going to do about that. And maybe your choice is, like, okay, he's a ding dong and I really don't care about him and, or the way that he treats me. And so it just like goes in one ear out the other is, doesn't really affect me. Right. There's some people that can do that. Other people that can't, it might, your control might be, you know what, I'm not putting up with this crap. I can go, I can go somewhere else, make, you know, the same amount of money and not have to deal with a stupid boss. Right. So that might be, that's your circle of influence and that's what you can do. Um, same, you know, same type of thing in, in your home life, same kind of deal, you know, in, in anything else, right? You have your circles of concern and your circles of influence, but when it applies to preparedness, like what is the, what are those circles of influence in your preparedness? So you can't control the weather. You can't, you can't control the hurricane or the earthquake or the volcano, or the nuclear, uh, you know, war that's coming or, but you can control your response and what you're going to do about that. Some people choose to respond and, oh my gosh, it's fear and, you know, I, I, I can't do anything about it. Some people choose to like, okay, what can I really do about it and mitigate that situation and make my life or my future a little bit better. And so in the case of a hurricane, uh, we can't control, you know, that we're going to have hurricane force winds, but I can control that I can, uh, you know, put wood up on my windows, uh, or I can, uh, you know, make sure that there's nothing loose in the backyard. Uh, I've talked about this before on podcasts and in articles where, uh, during hurricane Ike, we had a, a neighbor, she was an elderly neighbor. We went to go check on her before the storm started, you know, really coming and, and, and hitting. And she had like a little stone cement squirrel on one of the railings of her back porch. And so if it had a strong enough wind, 
would have picked that up and it would have been, you know, hitting either one of my windows or hitting up against, you know, my brick, uh, you know, my brick wall, one of my walls in my house, and that would have caused some damage, right? And so I can control that. That was a circle of influence and we were able to go and help her and you can do those kinds of things. You can be prepared for the uh, the blizzard, right? You can You can have those kinds of things that would be beneficial for you to weather the blizzard or whatever it might be. Uh, nuclear war, you know, what, what could you, what is your circle of influence? Your circle of concern is like, okay, I can't stop another nation from sending over uh, a nuke, right? But my circle of influence can be, maybe I move away from a city that is a high value target. And so I can go to, to another city where it's not, you know, if a, if a nuclear uh, if a nuke went off, then it's not really going to affect me that much, right? And so there's been a lot of articles and stuff like that in preparedness, and you can go search and find those out. Uh, what can I do about the EMP? I can't do anything about the EMP, but what can I, you know, what can I do? What's my circle of influence? Well, um, you know, if you if you wanted to go that route, right? You know, you go and you can make a Faraday cage, and you know, go research those, go study those, and 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 do as much as you can. Put some of the electronics that you would want. Uh, maybe it's learning skills that you could use that you don't know right now, but learning those skills now of how you would operate in a world where an EMP has devastated the, the electrical grid. And so uh, you have you know that circle of influence that you're able to do, all right? And so uh, one of the other ways that, that is very beneficial here in, in uh, preparedness, and the thing that you need to really consider so that wasn't a complete stop. Don't judge me. There's a lot of traffic. Anyway, uh, <laughs> one of the things that you can do is when the when you get to the fear porn, right? And there's tons of it on. So you know you're you're watching a video, you're listening to a podcast, you're uh, reading an article, and it's all the clickbait stuff out there that's going to get you to to read it. And it it's it's still alive. I mean, I've been talking about this for a long time. It is still well and alive out there in preparedness. People will, and the reason people do it is because the reason people put that content out there and people will, it might not even be an important, uh, you know, a, a really good article, but they slap, you know, a very sensational headline on there and it gets a lot of clicks. But anyway, the reason people do that is because, still do that, is because people still click on it. But when you get to that fear porn and you start listening to it, reading it, watching it, whatever it might be, the question that you need to ask yourself is, is this, what's in my area of my circle of concern and what is my circle of influence? What can I really do about whatever this person is talking about or writing about or, or you know, doing a podcast about and what can I do to mitigate this if this is something that's even legit that I, that I need to worry about? We really need to do that uh, and, and, and really process, process that out. Uh, and to be able to move forward. Um, the thing that you don't want to do in preparedness is stay in the same place that you are for, for years and years and years, right? In, in your skill level and where you're at, in your, able, your, your ability to process and to think things through. Um, if, if you have been in preparedness for 10, you know, five, 10 years, and you're still worried about the EMP and you haven't moved on beyond that. I, I know I'm going to make some people mad here, but I, I'm, I'm sorry. 
uh, the reality is, is that, you, you know, it's like, there's nothing you can do about that, but what can you do about that? Uh, you know, in, in retrospect, and again, it's something that I always talk about is like, you know, preparedness is universal. So if, if you're prepared for a bunch of the other things, you're going to eventually be prepared for, uh, you know, for most of it, no one can truly ever really rep- uh, prepare for an EMP. There's just absolutely no way. And so uh, no one, no one is going to be prepared for that uh, with all the, the gear and stuff. There's no way you're not going to, you're not going to be able to replicate your life now. And then after an EMP, if it is true that an EMP really wipes out everything, because there have been articles and reports and research out there that an EMP or solar flare does, or you know, solar flare CME does not wipe out as much as people would think, right? So anyway, you have that, and you can go do all the research on that and, and stuff like that. It's just where I'm at after years of being in preparedness, and, and I'm not worried about the EMP. Um, I'm, I'm just just not the the thing. Uh, I know that there's going to be a lot of other things to worry about if that happens, um, but that's not that's not the thing that drives me in preparedness, right? And so again, going back to the, you know, the, the, the fear porn and what's out there is, you know, what can I influence? So where are you at after all these years in preparedness? And maybe you're brand new and maybe, you know, you're brand new listening to the, Hey, the circle of, of influence and circle of concern, and maybe even hearing about the EMP and, and my thoughts on that, that might be even kind of new to you as well and process, process that out and think through that. And uh, like, you know, where are you gonna where are you gonna end up there? I think we get so fearful sometimes, and we worry so much about things that we have no control over that it causes us not to do the other things that really move the needle in preparedness to get us better prepared. I'm more I'm more concerned about like uh, the economy and inflation and uh, supply chains and where things are going. Although. People have been talking about this. I'm recording this at the very end of November 2023, just in case you uh, listen to this later on. And uh, people have been talking about food shortages for a long time, almost a year and a half. Uh, they were supposed to be last winter, right? And, and if you go back, you'll, you'll, you'll hear about it. Last winter, then it was going to be in the spring, and then it was going to be in the summer, and then it's going to be in the fall. And I'm not saying that there's not going to be anything like that. But again, that's not, I'm, I'm not cowering underneath my desk or, or you know, in a corner uh, trying to, uh, you know, in a fetal position, trying to calm myself down because of all that. Because I, I've heard all that stuff already. My circle of influence would be, okay, what can I do about that? I can have food storage and I can be prepared in that way. And I can mitigate that. I can maybe I start preparing for uh, what my garden is going to look like in the spring, right? I'm preparing now in uh, you know late November, early December, uh, winter time, 2023 for what my garden is going to look like in 2024, whatever that might be. And uh, setting some money aside, setting you know getting getting the garden ready, and doing all the different things that I need to do to be able to be prepared for that. So that's what you can do. So process that through, you know, when you, when you start thinking about uh, preparedness, it goes back to the planning. It always goes back to the planning, right? If I could do it all over again, it would be all about the planning, but it goes back to the planning. And 
asking yourself those questions. What's in my circle of concern? What's in my circle of influence? What can I not do? I mean, what can I, uh, what I, I don't have any control over? And then what do I have influence over that I can start doing now or today, or I can plan to be able to be better prepared and, and, and make those moves. So if you start looking at preparedness through that filter, I think um, your journey will be a lot easier and you would see the path a lot clearer. So that's what I have for you today. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this one. Uh, Love for you to catch the next one. And uh, we'll just see you. God bless. Peace.